H2O, October season four. Hello and welcome to HTWOW October 2020, episode number 40 of HTWOW. My name is Dave, with me is Toby. Uh, we are socially distanced, but uh, we are together in spirit to talk to you about um, a fantastic promotion that we want to offer to you, dear listener. Uh, last month when we had Reins on, uh, Mike Reiner, uh, godfather of the ticket, uh, go back and listen to the September episode. If you haven't already, it's fantastic. It's really long, but it's good. Um, but when we had him on, we put out the call to please uh, give us reviews on iTunes because it really helps us uh, in the charts and in the algorithm and helps uh, other people discover HTWOW. And so uh, we got a handful of uh, new reviews and that was very uh, encouraging. And so I wanted to uh, offer a little carrot dangle a little bit of merch out there for new reviews on HTWOW on iTunes. So if you listen to us on iTunes, or even if you don't, just uh, sign up on iTunes, uh, create a burner account, and uh, go and go to the HTWOW page on uh, iTunes and type us up a review. Give us five stars and write some words about how awesome this pod is. And then before you submit it, before you submit it, take a screenshot and then email that screenshot to me at htwowpod at gmail.com. Or if you want to be public about it, you can uh, tweet me at Old Waver and send me that screen grab. And then uh, I will look on our HTWOW page on uh, the uh, Apple Podcasts iTunes and I will verify that it actually got posted, that you didn't just type it and then hit delete before you submitted it. And uh, if we uh, sync it up and I see that you sent me your review and then your review actually got posted, guess what, Toby? What? I will send that person an HTWOW koozie. Holy cow. This is a koozie that is exclusively available to HTWOW patrons and anyone that wants to buy it from our merch page. But I'm going to give it to you for free just for leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. That's a good deal, right? That's a great deal. Because then you can keep your beer cold, cold and beer. look at our awesome logo while you are listening to our new and improved podcast. <laughs> it's a win-win. Just picture yourself. Dave shows up in a 944... A red 944. Red 944 at your doorstep with a cake, and you sit cross-legged on a table. and Yeah. and you, you've, you've been crying. Your mascara's running. But then you see me across the street mm -hmm. leaning against my red 944, and then I come up to the door, and I'm holding a cake with one candle. With the kind it's, of the – wasn't it the sleeveless pullover sweater? Oh, yeah, the sweater vest. Yeah, sweater yeah. vest thing. It looks good. Yeah, I look good. Yeah. And we're about to make out.
said that. I am the old waiver part. My name is Dave. <laughs> also known as Gen X Davey. Ticket Glutton, etc. At Old Waver on Twitter. And with me as always is the co-host, the engineer, the genius, the darling of the show, Toby Pipes. At Toby Pipes on Twitter. Hello, Dave. He's also known as High T. He also slings a mean axe yeah. in Deep Blue Something. Yeah, I do. And uh, we are here for another episode of your favorite podcast for music and beer. It's a little bit different this month. Uh, one, we are back to being socially distanced, and we'll get to that a little bit more later. Uh, but we're also trying a tweak to the format. Now, do you want to do you want to talk about the genesis of this? Because we've been going back and forth on text, but we haven't really talked about this um, face-to-face, and now we are Skyping one another. I know. And so we're, we're going to try uh, abbreviating HTWOW and see how it goes, see how we like it, see how it feels to us, but also to see how you, the listener, like it. So what is the kind of genesis of, of this uh, experiment in your mind well I was talking to people I like to talk to people about pods they listen to Dave it's uh, it's research it's research and um, I listen to a lot of podcasts say when I run or walk the dog yes a lot of people like to do that yeah I think that the, the walk the dog is a lot of um, 
You know, I know of a podcast about walking dogs from Emily Dean, the the lady that's the co-host of Frank Skinner. She's okay. really funny, but she has a podcast, I think, about walking dogs. And she invites a guest, and they walk their dogs and talk. But I guess how do people they, do How do they record that? Do they have little uh, love mics? I guess so. I don't know. I've never listened to it. Okay. Um, but uh, through talking to people, and I've always kind of thought this, and I don't know what you think when you look at a page to download something, but two hours is a lot to get into. And I think it's a commitment. And some people, there, are, there might be some people that would want to get into that, but most people, if they see anything over 45 minutes or an hour, kind of shy away from that because they think they'll never get to the end of it. So what's the point of starting it? Yeah, we are intimidating in that way. It is long. And so, you know, which is not a big deal. Who cares? But there are people that drive three hours and, you know, they need something to listen to. But that's not as many as people say walking a dog. Right. So I'm thinking maybe uh, it's we should shorten it and see if uh, people want it a little shorter and sweeter. And then eventually maybe we can have more podcasts come out the shorter we can get them. But there's no we can't break it down to 30 minutes right off the bat we need to no. kind of we need yeah, to see what like, it's you know like the, the the true crime podcast that my wife listens to i mean those are like 20 minutes yeah maybe even 15 sometimes um we're never going to be that succinct because we got to play tunes and we got to drink and party yeah we uh, can't shorten the songs i mean what do we do just play like the chorus and get out we can't do that so yeah but so we're gonna tweak the the format for this month and just see how it goes and uh, hopefully get this thing down to maybe an hour and a half or something. And, and then, like you said, if, if this works and if people like it and, uh, you know, we end up having more time because of it, um, mostly you, because you're the one who has to edit all this stuff. Um, yeah, maybe that's we, the, maybe that's... we can do like a H2Wow Junior. You know, we can do like, a, um, you know, an every other week type of situation. Yeah, uh, where we just have a tune that we want to play each other, you know. Yeah, it doesn't have ring to be on a Monday thing, but on just a Skype. some content. Yeah, just exactly. Some content to get the people happy. Exactly. We don't. Everything doesn't have to be a marathon. But um, that's that was the other thing. When we're getting it to two hours, <laughs> I'm still listening to three hours of us being drunk and talking to get right. it to two hours, and that takes up a lot of time. So hopefully we can uh, get this a little uh, a little tighter. Yeah, because um, we do drink while we do this, and sometimes we end up repeating ourselves a lot, uh, or making ridiculous statements that just need to be cut out. <laughs> and so, and that's all on Toby to, uh, to do all of that editing. And, and that's so, that's mainly in the after dark. I mean, let's face it, we uh, the after dark is way too many songs and at the end it really starts to slow down. Yes, yeah, so dear patrons, we will uh, be economizing the after dark as well, but hopefully uh, you will still feel like you're getting your $5 worth and we'll talk a little bit more about the after dark later. Yeah. Um, but this is still a song swap and a beer swap. So this episode, instead of six songs, we're going to play four songs. 
Um, and uh, we are drinking, uh, although we were are socially distanced. So uh, I did not visit our beer sponsor, Good Friend Package. Woo. But uh, you should, dear listener. One one five five PV in East Dallas. Uh, they do fantastic breakfast and lunch to go, and uh, in uh, non-COVID times, they have lots of beer to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so please patronize them. Um, but we are on our own for drinks, and I, um, I made like a random Seven Eleven run not too long ago, and anytime I'm in a Seven Eleven. I always go to uh, the beer cooler where they have like the uh, the the tall boys or like the the, the uh, like the what is this 24, 24 ounce like the double cans uh-huh. <laughs> double cans and uh, and I always get the ridiculous fruity drinks <laughs> and um, you know I experimented with four loco at one point in my life. Uh, those are just too insane, even for me. Um, what is that? I don't think I've ever had a four loco. The deal is, is like the the alcohol content's crazy, right, or something? What's the deal with those? Like, why? Why? Yeah, was I it? think the I think the four loco they might be ten or twelve percent. I'm not sure, but you know, they taste like a Jolly Rancher, and it's you know, it's like drinking alcoholic candy. <laughs> Did they ban those? I don't think so. I think there may have been like a, a version, an alcoholic energy drink that was banned or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. But but I have uh, gravitated to a, a line of beverages uh, <laughs> called Steel Reserve Alloy Series. <laughs> and I am drinking the hard pineapple variety. It's a, it's an 8.0% uh, alcohol. Jeez. So that's that's what I chose. And it it is uh, it looks like antifreeze. It does. That looks. Take a look at it. Dangerous, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it looks like e- either antifreeze or like if you uh, took a leak after football practice <laughs> and you were really hydrated. Uh, now, what are you drinking? I went a little, uh, you know, seasonal. Mm-hmm. And got the, uh, I was in the, the HEB today and saw the, the display for the release of the Austin East Ciders Cranberry Cider. That's delightful. It is how, nice. And you know, I like the holiday-ish. ice in my cider. I know. I, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know what you're thinking about Halloween this year, Dave. Uh, it's canceled as far as I'm concerned. I, you know, I'm never. Uh, I was never, I think we discussed this on both of our Halloween shows. I'm not really super Halloween guy. I mean, I'll get into it because of the kid. But right. other than that, I'm just not into the grown-ups doing Halloween deal. Yeah. I mean, you did dress up as uh, a designated survivor a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, it was good and super lazy. Yeah. Um, but I'm feeling pretty okay with us not really having a super Halloween show. We're not going to be doing Bauhaus this time and doing the whole... No. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about like every Halloween playing ministry as the theme song. Mm -hmm. Every day is Halloween. But uh, yeah, just, you know, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel Halloween-y, but it feels like fall is coming. So I got cranberry cider. 
uh, I think that that covers the seasonal aspect of it. Okay, good. That, you know, because that's it's fall, uh-huh. and it's and it's Thanksgiving and it's Christmas all in one. It's all in one. So I think that just me drinking this beer, we've covered it. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> we, we've touched on it. We don't have to address it anymore. <laughs> All right, so let's get to my first jam as we're trying to uh, get to the point a little bit quicker. Um, There isn't necessarily a uh, a Halloween tie-in with this, uh, except for maybe the name of the band. Are you familiar with a band uh, known as Cults? Uh, Yes, because and the only reason is because of the Cults. Cults um, threw me off the first time I've heard of Cults. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, male female duo, and uh, they've put out a few records, but they just put out a new one. This is their fourth full length. It uh, just came out. It's uh, it's entitled Hosts, and uh, it's really good. Like uh, you know, I've I'm kind of a casual fan of theirs. I've I enjoyed their first record. I haven't really listened to a whole lot since then, mm-hmm. but uh, this came across my feed, and I've listened to the entire thing several times through. And there are uh, a- at least half of the jams are worthy of being played on the pod. But I decided to play this song um, because it's got kind of a a cool synth vibe that that kind of uh, creeps in. You know, it doesn't, it's not obvious at first, but uh, it gets there eventually. And uh, the song is called Shoulders to My Feet, and it's brand new by Cults on HTWOW.
How you feel about that, bro? I'm into that, dude. Um, what's their story? What's their deal? So, um, like I said, it's a duo. Mm-hmm. So there's um, guitarist Brian Oblivion. Surely that's not his real name. Mm-hmm. And singer Madeline Folin. They're both from San Diego, but they met in 2010 when they were both living in New York. Yeah. Um, that's uh, he went to uh, NYU to study documentary cinema, mm-hmm. and uh, she was already kind of an established musician um, in New York. And then they hooked up, and uh, they put out an EP, and then they put out their first record, their self-titled record, in 2011. And uh, you know, it was put out by Columbia. Like they were kind of, you know, that was kind of when bedroom pop was really at a peak yeah you know and major labels were scrambling to try and find uh the next big thing um you know in that kind of genre and uh so yeah they've been on a major since the beginning but like i said i haven't really kept up with them but man they just uh it seemed like they they've turned a corner like there's there's a lot more texture and interest in this record than anything that they've put out before it's cool. Are they a, um, an item? Are they a couple? I don't know. Not that it matters, but I mean, you know. I mean, surely they've messed around. Like, we've <laughs> talked about this before. <laughs> like, they just have to. If you're in a <laughs> yeah. band and you're on the road, you just do. Yeah, I mean, you know, they woke up and was like, that, that was a mistake. Never happened again. Who knows? Or I don't do, know. Or do, the, do people, do they even go on the road? Or is he still, well, not or is he still, well, not now, but I mean, is, is this just a side thing while he's finishing up at NYU? <laughs> I don't know if he ever graduated. I'm not sure if he's just uh, doing this until his documentary career takes off. Um, but I, I just, I, I suggest that you listen to the whole thing um, because I, especially with, kind of uh the stuff that you've been playing as of late um on the pod and in particular on the after dark i just Uh, i felt i feel like it's up your alley i think you will really dig it yeah no i like that i'm surprised that hasn't come up or maybe it has you know on one of those uh suggestion things after you jam one of those tunes that i've been playing right it really does sound like that uh especially them being from san diego and all that stuff well, yeah. Originally, I don't. Th- I don't know that they spend any time there anymore. They they're still New York based. Hey, man. I know. I've noticed you're living in New York, but you're c- 
kicking off a full San Diego vibe. Wait, so are you. Let's start a band. Right? Yeah, man. Have you ever been to the gas lamp district? Yeah. I mean, you're in New York, but you're wearing a billabong shirt. So, where are you, you from? You must surf. <laughs> but you definitely don't seem L.A. It's got to be San Diego. Let's start a band with a confusing name that's sort of like another band that was really popular. <laughs> that was a weird choice. That's a weird but, choice. Yeah. That's okay. Do I sound weird to you? You sound a little nasally, but it's and okay. you seem a little tired, but I think we know why. Yeah, so um, if, you, if you've listened to The Ticket, uh, they had a dramatic announcement in the past uh, week or so where Bad Radio, uh, Bob and Jake, or not, <laughs> sorry, Dan and Jake, yes. uh, announced that they both had COVID, that now, Dan had it first, okay, and then he gave it to Jake. Okay, now that was the thing. That's the Dan part was that the I, gift giver, and Jake was the bug chaser. That's the part that I missed, because I know that they were both sick for a while, right? <laughs> oh, God. They yes. Were, they were both sick, but they didn't know... Like, when did they decide, hey, maybe we should go, uh, go get tested? Because I knew that they were staying away from each other because they just thought they were each sick. And then I'm wondering who decided, like, hey... Well, we they they do the show from uh, from Dan's garage, like yeah, you know, he's got like a studio mm-hmm. above his garage or something. And I remember there was a show where at the end of the show, like during Why Today Doesn't Suck, which is you know if you don't listen to the ticket, it's the crossover segment that they do at the Hardline every day, and it's just you know audio chaos, and they do birthdays and riff and do a bunch of stupid jokes. Just a bunch but, of dudes uh, having a good time. Yeah, but uh, but they were both uh, both Dan and Jake were completely unable to participate, and they were both laying down. Yeah, uh, doing the show, and then I think after that, they both uh, Dan was off for like a full week or a week plus, and I don't know how long Jake was off. Um, but then they finally, when they both tested negative. They came back and they announced that that's what had happened. Well, the reason I say that you mean is, tested positive? No, they tested negative to come back. Like they tested negative to say they didn't have it anymore. Oh, see, I thought that they still even had it right now. They're just from different places. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, they both, they both uh, have gotten through it. I understand. And they, they are both negative now. Totally. Um, but the reason that I bring that up is because in my household. I am the gift giver and my wife is the bug chaser that we both have COVID. So you had it first. I had it first, but I didn't know I had it. Mm-hmm. It's not allergies. It's maybe just a, you know, a 72 hour virus or something. Right. Cause I, I have a little bit of a sore throat and uh, nasal congestion mm-hmm. and that's about it. And so the week goes on. And it's not like I'm out being a super spreader. I mean, my wife and I, we both work from home and we hardly ever leave the house. Yeah, you guys go nowhere. That's why the whole thing is so weird to me. It's like... We get our meals delivered. Um, You know, every two weeks I go out and get groceries. You know, I mean, we we wear masks everywhere. If we do have to go anywhere, we're pretty disciplined. And so 
I, I just couldn't imagine that I had it, but the longer it lingered, I was like, I need to get tested to make sure because mm-hmm. I was going to come down and visit you and record the pod. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, I, I can't go to Toby's and not feel good and not know that it's not COVID, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I was like, I have to go get a test. So I went and got a test and I'm fully expecting that, you know, I don't know what you have, but it's not COVID. But the doctor comes in. I went to one of the rapid tests, like 15 minute places. And the doctor comes in and he's like, you have COVID. And he hands me the paperwork, you know, with my results and then some other paperwork, you know, as to how to treat it mm-hmm. and, and you know, prevent, uh, preventative steps to take to not spread it, you know, and, and quarantine for 10 to 14 days, whatever. And so I was just, I was floored. Yeah. And so I went home and told my wife and not 24 hours later, she starts showing the same symptoms that I had. Right. That's so, so wild. I yeah, don't know so where it I could have, have come from. I have no idea where I got it. I don't know, you know, it's just strange to me how it, it even happened. Um, but I'm almost over it. Like I'm on the other side. I just really just have the congestion. Um, well, well, what did it like? Cause I know it, uh, you know, I know a few people that have had it and some people that were really young and it did nothing to them, you know, right. they had it and, you know, college kid age and they like, they ran and worked out every day, never had a cough, nothing. They just had it. Um, so what was your like? What was your worst? Because those other guys on the ticket, they were kind of laid out for a bit. Like, what was your? Did you have any of those days, or is it like? I was never like, like, like down cold. for the count. Yeah, I was never. I, I I never took a day off of work. I mean, like I said, I work remotely, and you know, I. It's not like I'm chained to my laptop for eight hours. You know, I do a little bit of work here and there. And then when I'm done, I'm done. Right. Um, but I never took a day off. Um, it really, like the sore throat was the, the weirdest part because it, it came out of nowhere and it never got super bad. It was just kind of scratchy and annoying. Mm-hmm. And then that went away. But then the congestion got so bad that, you know, I couldn't breathe at all out of my nose. Hmm. And, uh, and then at that point, that's when the cough started. And then the the worst couple days were when the cough and the congestion were still there, and then uh, I also had the the chest tightness. You right. know, if you've ever had a respiratory infection or pneumonia or something, and you feel like you can't catch your breath, and it just feels like there's a weight on your chest. Okay. You know, I had a couple days of that, um, but really, I you know, there's there's not a whole lot you can do. If you're, you know, if you're not hospitalized, if you're just quarantining at home, you know, you can take Advil or ibuprofen, you can take decongestants, mm-hmm. you can, you know, take vitamin A or, or uh, vitamin D and vitamin C, you can take aspirin to try and increase your platelet count, I guess. Right. And so we've been doing all of that. Um, but the most important thing was the the decongestant and doing like the uh the flonase the nasal spray like afrin stuff or whatever it is yeah yeah and so once i was able to breathe somewhat normally then i kind of turned the corner and like i said i just now i just kind of feel kind of crummy mm-hmm. uh, and uh, 
my wife is probably five to six days behind me. Okay. And so, you know, if, if she, because it's different for everyone, like you said, you just don't know what's going to happen. You know, she has had asthma and pneumonia in the past. So we were very worried about, you know, potential complications for her. Um, and this weekend is kind of at the time where the worst symptoms should hit for her. Right. But she said that she felt better today than she did the last two days. So huh. maybe, maybe her, um, COVID, uh, uh, time period is going to be shorter than mine. But, uh, you know, so we're hoping that we can, uh, test uh, negative next week, uh-huh. maybe by the middle of next week in time to go early vote. So we don't have to wait and do it on election day. Right. To date this pod, but, Man, well, that's crazy. Um, yeah, when you sent me the message the other day, I was just like, dude. Cause, I mean, that same day, I found about about three other people that I knew that had it, too. And I'm like, yeah. this is just, it is ramping up. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what the doctor said, is that uh, we're well into the second wave. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that that numbers are spiking and people just need to still be careful. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have seen several other people who uh, have gotten it and gotten over it relatively easily. And then I've also seen uh, a few friends on, you know, social media who have, uh, you know, lost a parent or lost a friend. Right. You know, you just don't know. It's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. So, but speaking, look, I think it looks like you're feeling better. So that's good. Well, I'm I'm drinking my hard pineapple, so I feel good enough to do that. That's awesome, and we get to do the pod still. Yeah, and, and we're, so uh, you know, we're in the middle of second wave. Yeah, and so let's turn away from the negativity of COVID and election and uh, death and destruction, and let's talk about love, and let's talk about love being on our side there you go there you go that was a good segue or we could even talk about the second british wave that's even better is that a better segue yeah so this is another uh patented toby book report you might be tipped off by the uh intro song (laughs) which was uh hold me now by the thompson twins it's unbelievable that we are here on episode 40 of HTWOW and we have yet to play I know. anything from Thompson Twins. It'll definitely be a cliff note version of a book report, but who cares? No. People don't we're, really we're want to, to hear that much stuff. We're here to listen to have fun. Yeah. Um, but these guys have a lot of... When you think of the Thompson Twins, you think of the just the three, the trio, right? I mean, yeah. that's pretty much what I think every, when they became successful, it got down to those three. Yeah, the the white dude with the spiky blonde hair, the uh, the black dude with kind of the Arsenio Hall like super flat top, what? and then the chick, right? <laughs> and the chick, but no, he always had the dreads. The kind of did he have the dreads? I thought he did. He never had a flat. top. <laughs> I thought he? he had a flat top at some point. No. And the singer, remember, he had the oh, gi- I guess, okay. The yeah, singer yeah, had yeah. the giant red hair, like the super big. His hair was pretty long and. I think it changed throughout the time. Up, I don't know, but he, <laughs> he got like a color me bad version. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they did have that look. Hold on, let me see a picture. No, 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 no. I think I'm totally wrong. But you're right. And remember, she had the big white hair that would that she would kind of put up and she did all the percussion stuff. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm confusing them with uh, Flock of Seagulls and Kid and Play. Maybe that's <laughs> Which would what I'm... Be, man, that'd be a cool mashup. Okay, yeah, guys. so yeah, so she had the crazy blonde hair. I thought that was him. No, he kind of had a reddish brown yeah, kind of... Yeah, he has like a red mop top. And yeah, I was totally wrong about the black dude. He always had kind of the little baby dreads yeah the little tiny ones and his name so they start off as full band but they did one of those he moves to london and you've heard of this in new york and you see like it in um i don't know like in sid and nancy you know when the sex pistols are kind of being formed they all live in those squats in london yeah where they're kind of borrowing electricity and you know, yeah, they're, they're squatting. They're just squatting. They don't they really have extension rip. cords. Exactly. So stealing electricity from neighbors. Yeah. So that's the what Tom Bailey when he moves to London. That's what they're doing, and that's how he met her. Uh, her last name's Curry. What's her? Alana. Alana. Alana Curry. Yeah. yeah. She was from New Zealand, which ends up. I always wondered why, because those two eventually got married. And they so had they did like, hook up. Yeah, they had a sheep farm in New Zealand. Sweet. Once, once they stopped, you know, playing music, and I guess just got mailbox money forever because they have hits. Yeah, they do have some hits. Um, and yeah, John John Leeway was the the third member. Yeah, and at first he was just like a roadie because they had like a full band. Um, okay. But then they eventually got rid of everybody. I think their manager talked them out of it or something. Like they just needed to be the three, the trio. Yeah, if you look at if you look at past members or other members. Like there were a bunch of people that were in it from like 1977 to 1989, a couple people from like 79 to 82. But yeah, then, I think it was around 82 was when the yeah the manager then was they like, turned hey. into a trio in 81, 82. Yeah, because I think that they were saying uh, once uh, Alana Curry joined the band, and then they got the other dude. Uh, they were even going to do a side project, and I think the manager was like, "No, just do the Thompson Twins and get rid of everybody else." Because everyone uh, else, you're fired. Yeah, and they gave them each like, what is it? It says something in here on the wiki that they gave them some stupid. Like they got to keep their gear. The rest of the guys in the band, you got to keep the stuff you play on, and they gave them each like 500 pounds. Yeah, right okay. there. They were each paid 500 pounds and were allowed to keep their instruments and equipment in exchange for understanding not to perform under Thompson Twins ever again. <laughs> so Boy, check you had later. To have been, they had to have been totally bitter when they saw the charts in about a year. Yeah, but I think, you know, that's the deal. But they did have a song called In the Name of Love mm-hmm. that was a hit as the, as the band. And... Uh, Guess who played some keyboards on that? Who? Thomas Dolby. Really? Yeah, and you can tell in that song the bam, 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 like it's. I'm pretty sure that's him on there doing that, but I know he played some live stuff with them. Um, but he must have thought, "Wow, look at these weird kids from the squats playing," <laughs> you know. But I think the deal with them being in a rock band, he goes when they got down to the trio. It says this was from an interview. When we reformed the band, we were making a statement. We weren't going to be a rock and roll band. 
<laughs> we weren't going to have a guitar. We were going to move on. You know, Lou Reed said whenever he played live, he ended up going back to heroin music. <laughs> there are old associations, associations we don't want because they don't reflect the way we feel today. Right now, technology is important, and that's what our music tries to reflect. <laughs> so they basically just went, we want keyboards and cool music. We're not doing this rock and roll thing anymore. So that right. was it. And what's crazy is, unlike uh, you, you mentioned the second invasion, but what's crazy about them is that they found success in the U.S. before they were famous in the U.K. Yeah, I think almost all of their singles did better in the U.S. Um, well, I think maybe even this is it the song that I'm about to play. It was, was the was the big dance hit, or maybe that was in the name of love. Was the yeah number no, well, one dance uh, club hit in the U.S. But not really, you know. MTV yeah, well, was very kind to them. In the name of love and lies, both went to number one on the U.S. dance chart mm -hmm. in '82. Yeah, um, but in the U.K., like in the name of love, peaked at '79, and lies peaked at '67. Yeah, but the second record, or the third record, um, I think in, that into was, the gap. No, the third one is the sidekick one. Quick step oh, yeah, and the yeah, sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Um, that had lies and love on your side on it. And they, those started to, they started to get traction in the UK around then. But I think that's the ones where they went to the Bahamas and like Egypt and stuff to record. So that's, that's kind of a cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I guess I, I'm, I was getting in the name of love and love on your side confused, just like I was getting Thompson Twins and Kid and Play confused. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, I'm on medication. I know. Well, in the name of love was definitely that was their first thing. And, but the reason why I want to play Love on Your Side is I think it's cool because in the middle of Love on Your Side, they reference In the Name of Love. And it used it's to always, be... A, it's it, always cool when you name check your own hit. Yeah, they, they hit a point in the song where they go, uh, I played you all my favorite records, and then they play... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I always thought that was really cool that they put... Uh, their own song in their song because it that became a, awesome. it became a thing live that everyone knew that that point was coming up so they would just kind of stop and everyone would sing the bit and then they'd go back into it so that's kind of a cool thing but yeah, well, um, let's jam it let's jam love on your side um 1983 still early days for them but now they're a trio and uh becoming awesome so thompson twins on the h
Keyboard sound is so good. Isn't that good? <laughs> I know it's real craft worky. Um, but man, they're such a good band. Would you consider them to be underrated? I mean, but they're huge though. Maybe they're not really underrated. Uh, yeah, I think uh, at the time they were enormous, huge successes, covers of magazines, top of the charts. But I think now. They're definitely underrated. Yeah. Um, the two eventually got divorced. Oh, no. Because you could imagine being... Tom Bailey, he seems like he's kind of uh, <laughs> a little controlling. Uh, who knows? I've never even heard an interview with the guy or him talk or anything, but he seems like, uh, you know, it also could have been all on her. But uh, she, I think, is now with the dude from... Do you remember the KLF? Uh-huh. I think that's who she's married to now. It's one of the members of KLF. And they moved, uh, she moved back to England. I don't know if he's still on the farm in New Zealand or who knows. But I know he's done a solo tour by himself. We like, put out a solo record. Yeah, in the last like five years or something or ten years? Yeah, it was a couple years ago. I can't yeah. remember. I, I think I almost played it on, I think I played it for you mm -hmm. before we were doing the After Dark. Right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, she married, uh, Jimmy Cauley or Cotty. Is it from KLF? Where are you, where are you on the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, uh, from the KLF and they're still married, evidently. Yeah, Leeway left, uh, he left the band in 86, which is crazy. Cause I figured that they, I, I thought they went way after that. Like, I thought they went into the 90s, but I guess not. Uh, and so they were a duo for a while, and then they started a band called, uh, it's up here at the top, um, Babble. Did you ever hear about that? No, I don't know anything about that. Um, changed their name to Babble to reflect their change in music from new wave to dub-influenced chill-out. <laughs> so we <laughs> okay. might have to look into Babble later, because I'm interested. Um... You want to hear where their name came from? The Thompson twins? Mm-hmm. Where? I don't know. From bumbling detectives Thompson and Thompson. First Thompson, no P. Second Thompson, P. 
So Thompson and Thompson from the comic strips Adventures of Tintin, which I'm wondering if that's where Tintin got his name from. It's from the same comic strip. Yeah, the, the movie Tintin. No, it's a The Adventures of Tintin. Do you know what that is? What is that? Well, they they made a I I guess it's a famous comic in uh, the UK, but they did make a movie out of it, huh. like an animated movie not too long ago, like one of those fake Pixar movies. Anyway, well, the detectives in that are called Thompson and Thompson. So they're the Thompson twins. Okay. Just saying. Uh I here's can dig it. Here's another uh um, note, one of the guys in the band ended up playing, one of the original guys ended up playing with Gene Left Jezebel. And now he works as a landscape gardener. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> just, you know, I'm just throwing things out there for you. Um, I mean, I like all your information. One of the other guys was from the Soft Boys. Remember the Soft Boys? I don't. Uh, um... That's about all I have on it. And we'll, we'll get to some other stuff when I play the next tune. But um, Thompson Twins, I love them. By the way, uh, Tom Bailey still does tour under the moniker Thompson Twins Tom Bailey. Like Thompson Twins is Tom Bailey. Oh, okay. He should. Because yeah. no one knows who Tom Bailey is. And that name sounds made up like it's in a... Like he's the murder guy in a novel. Tom Bailey? Mm-hmm. All right, before we get to my next jam, I do want to uh, take a moment to uh, congratulate you because a, a an act that you not only produced but co-wrote many songs for and perform with, the Taylor Young Band, is up for a Dallas, Muse, a Dallas Observer Music Award for Best Pop Act. I know. We were really excited about the pop act thing. Yeah. Because that that's, a, seems that's tough. a fun category. Yeah, it's not like, uh, you know, you have a fiddle in the band, so you're Americana. You know, it seems like that one, like, you can be nominated for Americana, but pop is pop. It's yeah. tough. Well, because, I mean, it, it is power pop. It's it's a little bit country, a little bit shoegazy, but it's power pop. No doubt about it. I think when we started recording it, we almost for sure thought that it was going to be country and it just ended up being pop music which taylor loves pop music it's his yeah, favorite music so it's like hey it's he, uh it's very cool especially when you're not able to do anything so right when he put his record out covid starts so we haven't been able to do anything since so it's kind of cool to get uh that he got nominated for that when we're able to do absolutely nothing so I don't know any of the other happened. bands in the category. I really don't know hardly any of the bands that are nominated. That's how out of touch with the Dallas music scene I am. You know Larry G. You I know that the name. name. Yeah. I know the name, but I've never seen him. I can't remember who else is on the thing right now. <laughs> well, so I good probably luck. don't there, know there's them no uh, because of COVID times. There's no uh, voting. It's just like a, a panel of judges, I suppose, right? I guess so, but I think that they started doing that the last couple of years, right? They oh, really? really? Yeah. They, they, they eliminated the popular vote? Mm -hmm. I noticed that they left, they threw, there was a category called uh, Best um, Radio Slash Podcast. Yeah, HTWOW didn't thing, make the cut. 
you can't combine the radio and podcast. That's a little weird. That's unfair. Yeah. Um, if it was just podcast, then surely we would have made the cut. But I did notice that they made a, there was a mistake and they, surely they'll just add us in later. Yeah. I, well, I think probably several people on the judging panel will end up just writing us in. It's just like a write-in. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll win as a write-in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an oversight, and you know, we, we just we have to uh, understand that people make mistakes, especially when they're under a lot of pressure during COVID times. Yeah, that, that maybe they just forgot. They left it off, or it's like you know when they're running the when they're running the press, like when they're making the paper. Uh huh. They just somehow something happened with the machine, and they like, left yeah, the they last. Yeah, cut all the pages. <laughs> We were the last nominee, and it cut us off accidentally. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I they guess. Still, I they know. still print papers like that, don't they? Do they? They have, they have to line all the little things out and then, you know, give it a little... A printing press. Do they, do they That's what I'm trying to say. red dispensers all over Deep Ellum? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't even know if the Observer is a... Do they still have a, a paper? I don't know. I don't know. It might just be all online now. Well, you know what? They they probably thought that our pod was too long. So maybe maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> they needed the pod to be under two hours. That's, okay, before we get to my next jam, um, we not only did I want book. to congratulate you, but I also wanted to hear about your uh, your house guests. Because I, I knew that this was happening, uh-huh. but I thought it was just going to be for a weekend. And well, it ended up being much longer. Well, do you want to talk about that now, or do you want to talk about it after your next song? Oh, we can talk about it after the song. Yeah, let's that's play good, another that's tune. That's a good tease. Yeah. All right, so um, we'll get to Toby's <laughs> perhaps unwanted house guests <laughs> coming up next. Um, but right now, we're going to play my uh, my second and last jam on the new and improved HD Yeah. Um, this is a, another one that I chose just for you. Um, the album has not, uh, come out, but this is like the lead single. I don't know, uh, how much longer until the full record comes out. Um, I guess it's going to be early 2021, but are you familiar with a, uh, UK band called Goat Girl? No, I don't know the Goat Girl. So Goat Girl, um, they emerged on the scene in 2018 and... They kind of were um, like the female libertines. Mm-hmm. You know, they were kind of uh, like uh, punk slash post-punk, and um, you know, they they have a, a, a they have bits like they all have made-up <laughs> names. Uh-huh. So the lead vocalist and uh, guitarist, uh, her name is Lottie Cream, and then uh, the other guitarist. Uh, her name is LED and then their bass player is Holy Hole and then their drummer is Rosie Bones so they all have you know their kooky nicknames they're all girls they're all girls and one of them's name is Holly Hole Holy Hole Holy her real name is is Holly Mullenix oh and Uh, she 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 took an L out and goes as okay Holy Hole and I do like LED. That's a good one. Yes. Uh, well, her uh, 
her real name is um, Ellie Davies. Well, it's good. Ellie D's good. Yeah, so it's Ellie D. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. her first name is Ellie, and then her last initial is D. Yeah, no, I get it. So um, I don't know if you put those things together. Like she turned her yeah. first name into to the like initials the, L E because of the light. The, but her, like her a, name is really Ellie. Yeah, like a L E D light. L L I E. Yeah. But then she shortened it to the L period E period. Yeah. And then added the D for no, dates. It's, it's clever. It's so her name is L E D. Yeah, clever. <laughs> <laughs> so um, their first uh, record came out in 2018. It was called uh, Goat Girl, self-titled. They're on Rough Trade, by the way. And uh, so the next album is uh, coming out early next year. It's called On All Fours. Very pro- provocative title. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, the lead single is a song entitled Sad Cowboy. And, you know, they are, as I said, the, the first record was, you know, very um, Libertines-esque. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I listened to some of it. I don't really recall very much of it. But uh, I love this single. Uh, they are uh, very much uh, stretching their legs or spreading their legs, as Bob Stern would say, and um, kind of uh, um, expanding into new territory. So it's very, it's got the angular post-punk thing, but they're experimenting with uh, synth textures. And I think it's pretty cool. Angular. Yeah. Angular. Angular. So this is Goat Girl with Sad Cowboy on HTWOW.
Holly, what did she say at the end? I don't know. I don't know. I was listening to it on the headphones earlier, and I couldn't make it out. Man, they're cool. I like how it's yeah. sort of, um, you know, it's synthy, but it gets out of time every night. Like, it's not perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, th I think that's kind of cool. Like, you can tell they're using old, that was definitely an old Juno sound there in the middle that was awesome. Right. It's not just a loop. That there's some performance involved. Yeah, there's something going on because every now and then it gets a little off the beat, which is, and even if they're doing that on purpose, that's even cooler. But it's it's crazy. Um, it, what they look like? Kinda, they young? Uh, yeah, they're young. I mean, they're they're all um, they're from East London, I guess. Man, the kids are into the synths these days. Yeah, well, like I said, they, they, I don't think that that was really much of a player on their first record, but. Um, but now, you know, now they have a recording budget and they have producers that want to work with them and they have money for equipment and, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking up pictures. <laughs> yeah. I want to see. I'm distracted. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely look like kind of, um, rough and tumble, uh, London indie girls, but they're they're cute. Like they, you know, they like they might say "oi" every now and then. Hey, right. Hey, Ellie D. Hey, wanker. Hey, Ellie. Hey, Tulsa. But yeah, they they definitely look um, every bit like you probably think they look <laughs> like. Um, you know, they they wear like track suits or little dresses, and you know, they they look the part. Yeah. But yeah. I, I thought it was cool. It kind of reminds me almost of uh, Stone Roses, just having kind of a rave jam at the end of the song. You yeah, know? they went crazy. I yeah, like I thought that. that was That's fun. good. I, I That's am, Goat Girl. I'm going to look into Goat Girl. I'm into it. I think you should. Um, I think you should. I think you should report back to me on Cults and, and Goat Girl. I will. Um, All right. So, so you had um, some friends of ours that... HTWOW uh, P1s who have listened, particularly over this summer, are no doubt familiar with. Uh, you had a, a couple of our friends stay with you for not just a weekend, but for a weekend plus a week plus another weekend? Yeah. Um, Manny and Craig, who all of our readers know, are... <laughs> You know, they're part of the program. We talk about them plenty, and they've been on the After Dark, and Manny missed the original one time, even though he was there. Uh, but He was napping. Craig has been on uh, the Normal Pod a couple times. Yeah, I think so. Even contributed songs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they uh, needed to get out of town just because... They're free. They needed a COVID vacation. They needed a COVID vacation, which means traveling down to College Station to hang out for the weekend and watch the Cowboys game and all that. And then they were like, you know what? And then we'll we'll watch the next Cowboys game. So in my head meant they come down to watch the Cowboys game, go back home, and then And then you go up there. No, then they come back again the next weekend. Oh. You know, why not? Um but no, they meant when they got down here, we're like, no, we're not leaving until the until the next Cowboy game. So right, yeah, we're just going to work from your home. Yeah, because I think so. They came in 
on a Friday. The Cowboys game was on a Sunday. And the next Cowboy game, I think, was a Monday night game. <laughs> so it was 10 days of... I don't know when the last time you've partied for 10 days straight, Dave. It's been a long time. It takes it out of you. Um, so when you say partied for 10 days, like it was full on every day or no, every night? Well, it started off that way. And then I had to get my normal routine back. You know, normal tea. Right. Yoga. Going for the the run happens every day. Like I had to get my normal days back, and I'm can't. I just can't drink all day. I just can't. Well, but, and they were ostensibly working. Yeah, and they were. They were there, they, right? th that's what they were doing. They so they had their their regular office hours <laughs> that they were keeping every single day, and uh, so you know, just things got kind of kicked up again around five or six. Yeah, happy hour. Um, some of us might have started a little earlier than others, but um, I was trying to, I, I tried to reel it in, but uh, still, it doesn't matter. You know how it is. You're with your buddies, and then it's, all of a sudden, it's two in the morning, and you're like, oh, God. We got to shut it down, gentlemen. Right, but. So what, what was the high point? Well, I will say this. The reason why. I'm doing the Thompson Twins thing is because for some reason on one of the first nights, I forgot who said it, but you know, we're in the kitchen and someone tells the Alexa thing or whatever to do, um, you know, King for just one day. And it, Craig and I couldn't get it out of our heads. It's still every morning when I wake up, it's just ringing in my head. When's the last time you listened to that? I don't know. I'm not playing it you know, on the we, pod on purpose because it is just drilling a hole through my skull. So you can't even play it on the after dark. I we will on that. Okay, but that I, just means I, it'll I, stay I for remember. another month. I don't remember, and so I want to. I'm sure once I hear it, I will go. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, it was any time someone would walk through the room, they would be whistling it. Someone would be humming it. You, we just couldn't get away from. So that was the soundtrack for the entire week. Oh my god. And I still, I like the song, but you know how sometimes something can get stuck in your head and you just kind of, you want to kill yourself. And, uh... I mean, I hope it, I hope it didn't go that far. No, no. It's a great song. So we're going to play it later, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to play it on this. Um, because, you know, if, if we're going to play another Thompson Twin songs, we have to go back to... You have to do something from a John Hughes film. And I, I think you said that we played this in the After Dark at some point, like probably really early on. Yeah, I, I, I want to say we did, but again, maybe it was something that you just played for me and I'm just, I'm remembering it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, the, it's not I, on I could any... Pull up the, uh, I could pull up the After Dark playlist and... and search for it but i'm too lazy it to doesn't do that matter right and and i you know i want to play it anyway especially because on their pages on everything that they do they never mention it like and i thought it was one of the i think it's one of their best songs and it's not you have to really search to find thompson twins if you were here it's weird like i don't know yeah. what is it on their spotify is it even 
I, I, haven't, um, I haven't looked or anything. Yeah, I, so I'm looking at their... Um, I guess it was never released as a single because it never charted as a single. It was just on the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, let me look at the, the Spotify. You know, um, uh, while you're looking up, would you like It's to... number five. I mean, it's got seven million plays. Jeez. Do you so know you, where on, on the Spotify, and... you have Hold Me Now and then another version of Hold Me Now. So between Hold Me Now and the um, alternate take of Hold Me Now, it's uh, like 65,000 or 65 million plays. Mm. And then you have Doctor Doctor, King for a Day, and then If You Were Here. That's crazy. We used to cover that, you know. I'll teach uh, you that if, on guitar. Here? Yeah, it's really oh, yeah, super easy. You, that's you did. Uh, you know what? I think um, I think we talked about it in context of um, playing it at my wedding. Oh. Like I think you were gonna try and teach me how to play it, and then we were gonna serenade Marissa <laughs> with it, and then it never happened. It's we super just, easy. It's a great we song. Just kind of, we just kind of blew it off. Do you know uh, where uh, Bailey and Curry got married? No. They got married in 1991 in Vegas and then moved straight to New Zealand with their two children. So they he had already knocked her up twice. I think just once by them, but now they have two. Um, okay. And then I just saw on here, he remarried again to... I think we're supposed to know who this is. Hold on, I lost it. I don't know if you're supposed to. Do you know who? Uh, he remarried uh, Lauren Drescher? Do you know that name? No. Huh. They live in uh, France and London. So I guess they go back and forth. So now they're not in New Zealand anymore, either one of them. So they've killed all the sheep and moved. Well, it says, it says he has homes in New Zealand, France, and London. I'm sure so he has homes everywhere. He's, yeah. he's doing great. He is doing great. I mean, think about it, man. How many She's, hits? Lauren Drescher is an artist. Ah. Uh, Leeway briefly dabbled in acting, attempted a solo music career. Neither were successful. <laughs> well, he was like the percussion guy. Yeah. He, it, you know, he did backup vocals and percussion, so he wasn't going to front his own thing Yeah. after the Thompson twins broke up. Yeah, he uh, he lives in Los Angeles and works in the field of hypnotherapy. He's on the staff Dude. of Hypnosis Motivation Institute in Los Angeles. He looks really, I saw a picture of him, he looks super nerdy now. Like, he looks like... Does, does he have the Arsenio hair, the flat top? <laughs> he, never, he, never, he never had that? He never had that. I thought maybe maybe I was confusing like a picture of him now. No, now he looks like he's uh, you know like a a fourth grade math teacher. He looks really cool. So and no nerdy more now. no more baby dreads. He's just got high and tight. Um, no, it's a there's a little up there, but it's no dreads. Okay, it's not super tight. Um, but he looks but he cool. Li he lives in L.A. now, huh? Uh huh. And they have uh. They got back together for some interview or something, and so I'm guessing they're all uh, they're all buddies and friends. And... But it's well, it sort uh, so... of looks like he might not have been involved with the songwriting, so maybe he is. Uh... He yeah, he might have to work for a living. Yeah, so he's hypnotizing he, he, everybody to think he was that probably he has just money. on the payroll. He yeah. didn't get any credits. Have you ever been hypnotized? <laughs> 
Um, I have I have volunteered to be hypnotized before, and I, it didn't work. I don't know if it's just because I'm not suggestible, or uh-huh. if it was because it was a bad hypnotist, or if I was hypnotized and I just convinced myself I wasn't. I don't know. It trips me out when you see the people that, you know, will flop on the floor when the guy snaps his fingers or cluck like you know, a chicken. Yeah, will like lick their own butthole on command or what you know, it just depends on what kind of hypnotist mm-hmm. show you go to. Yeah, you went a, w- a different way. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't I don't think I ever have been it's intriguing to me. I like have, the, I've been the at the thing where the where the friends go up there, and they're hypnotized. There's one of them. I think that it worked. The other couple of times, I think it was like your situation. And then one other time, I was telling the guy, "No, you were doing all the stuff," and he goes, "I was doing it because I felt sorry for the guy, so I just started doing the stuff." Oh really? Yeah, he was yeah, like, I, I didn't, yeah, I never I wonder, was, I wonder, and I was like, wait, are you saying that, or were you? He was like, no, I kind of felt bad for the dude because he w- wasn't working on anybody, so I just started doing it, and I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Which I, is a I, nice I, move. It's one of those. It's one of those things that I I don't know how much I believe in it, mm-hmm. but I'm curious about it. Like I would like to. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it would be like a Pandora's box situation, you know, kind of like the hypnotherapy, like kind of the psychiatry part of it, like to unlock your deepest, darkest secrets and why you're so fucked up as an adult. If the guy from the Thompson Twins was like, I can help you, and then would you say okay to him? Yes. Because that's his deal. That's what he does yes. now. He's, I mean, especially if he if he cut off the baby dreads and he looks professional now, I would I would totally trust him. He needs to get those other two back in a room, hypnotize them into getting him on the songwriting credits. Right? Yeah, hypnotize them to give me a point. Just yeah, one just point. a point. Give me something. I need some mailbox money. <laughs> My mailbox is rusty. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, this was. Remind me in Sixteen Candles, this is uh, the the climactic scene with with Jake. When well, yeah, this is your moment, you know, because you're that's your doppelganger, right? It's Jake from Sixteen Candles. Well, you've you, told me this. No, I you have said it. I have had people in the past say it, but not when I have my beard. When I was younger, clean shaven with the pompadour, I I would have people either say I looked like Morrissey or that I looked like Jake from Sixteen Candles. Mm-hmm. I've never been as hot as Jake. He's so and I've never had, good looking. I've never had a Porsche. I always felt like um, Jake, even when I was a kid, when I watched Sixteen Candles, he looked like he was thirty-seven years old. Like he there's no look, way that guy's did, in high school. He did look uh, mature for his age, for sure. God. But but this song is the the music in the background at the end of the film. When everyone has forgotten her birthday and she is Classic. totally down in the dumps, and then she realizes that the one person who remembered her birthday mm-hmm. is Jake, it's Jake, the guy that she has a crush on that she didn't even know knew she existed, 
and he brings her the the birthday cake and they're sitting cross-legged on the table and this song is playing uh-huh and right? and um exactly because she's wearing the fancy dress because she just came from her sister's wedding yes remember where God, her sister's her sister all zonked out on, yeah i know but remember she was on valium and was, like could barely stand up during the wedding <laughs> it's awesome uh man i need to revisit that movie man the best move in the thing is when the boy <laughs> When the boy says, they forgot your birthday. And he laughs and just goes, classic. <laughs> and walks down the hall and tries to open the door and misses it the first time and slams himself into the... <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. Number one, number one John Hughes movie? I mean, Ferris has something to say about it. It's just... God, there's so much. I mean, I, when I would, he's when he's in the kitchen and he's making Jake drinks. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, and he has that. He puts that napkin down and he's just like Jake. Yeah, I I definitely would always choose Sixteen Candles over Pretty in Pink. Man, I I have no idea why they haven't taken that drop for the ticket. Jake. Oh, the Jake drop. Man, I'm going to have to watch that this weekend. It's so good. And they cut off her hair because, remember, she gets it caught in yeah, the... Yeah, she gets her hair caught in the door. Yeah. And they're all drunk as hell at that high school party. And like, she damn. just saved my life. <laughs> uh, God, what a great movie. Anyway, the end of the movie, the... Huge, the heartwarming The end. huge moment at the end where she finally, everything pays off, is this song. Uh, might be my favorite Thompson Twin song. Yeah, and it's crazy. Was it was it just on the soundtrack, or did they ever put it on an album? Wait. It says it's on the, the same one as Love on Your Side. It's the second song on side two. Okay. If you were here, I had no idea. But it was never released as a single. Yeah, I mean, dude, Love on Your Side, Lies, We Are Detective, Watching, and If You Were Here, all on the same record. On that third record. On Sidekicks? Yeah, on uh, Quick Step and Sidekick. What a great record. 1983. Yeah, Thompson Twins are one of those bands that I didn't give enough credit in the day, and then when I became a vinyl junkie and got some of their classics, I was just like, this is uh, this is something that I really missed out on. Yeah, and that's where, not where, even where, their... Where have you been all my life? That's not even their big record. Their big yeah. record was Into the Gap, right? That was later on. I think yeah. Nile Rogers did that one. I'm not sure, but I think he did. Um, anyway, let's play it. It's great. Just picture yourself. Dave shows up in a 944. A red 944. Red 944 at your doorstep with a cake, and you sit cross-legged on a table. and Yeah. And you, you've, you've been crying. Your mascara is running. But then you see me across the street. Mm-hmm leaning against my red 944 and then I come up to the door and I'm holding a cake with one candle with the kind of the wasn't it the sleeveless pullover sweater oh yeah the sweater vest yeah sweater vest thing it looks good yeah I look good yeah and we're about to make out and we're about to make out over a candle on a table in the living room
Gorgeous. Yeah, does that take you back? Yeah, like I said, I, I that's on my to-do list for this weekend is to watch Sixteen Candles again. Is I that, don't. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure Marissa has watched it, but I don't know how long it's been. I was about to ask. Is that and, something and it, that she would? It's probably one of those. Like you know, recently I showed my daughter um, Ferris Bueller. Because, you know, I mean, it, it's it's still a little bit over her head, but, you know, it's it's not so um, adult-themed that it's inappropriate for her. Yeah, they don't really... Uh, there's not a lot of... There's, I guess there's a few things maybe in, in Ferris Bueller, but not a lot. It's yeah. it's pretty innocent the whole time. Yeah, and, and she just... She was like, what's so great about this? And it really broke my heart. <laughs> Is Sloan something else? Yeah. Wow. I think Cameron was uh, he was he was waiting for Ferris to screw that up. Yeah, he had no that's way out of Cameron's league. Oh, it's way out of his league, but a man can dream, right? I mean, you were always you were always the dude, so you didn't have to pine for somebody else's girl. That is not true, Dave. I didn't, but that is not true. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but it's not the truth. That is not the truth. 
all great movies, all great soundtracks. That's the best thing about John Hughes is, boy, he really, he picks them. And he yeah. digs back. Like, I think that song, if so, the movie was when, uh, when was Sixteen Candles, do you think? Like, 86? Yeah, probably. So that was, that song was three years old and people probably never really paid attention to it that much. And he, you know, he dug, it's the same thing with Pretty in Pink was an old Psychedelic first song. And it, yeah. even, he even made them re-record it for him. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, he, he, um, I've read a little bit about him that a lot of times, and I'm sure Pretty in Pink was one of those cases that he would, he would have the soundtrack in mind before he wrote the script. Yeah. Like he, he would start with the music and start with the vibe and then kind of, you know, build the story around that. He was he was a genius in his own way, for damn sure. For damn sure. I R. mean, R. hell, Rock. weird science is kick ass, dude. Underrated. Underrated. When's the last time you saw Weird Science? It's been a long time. Man, I'm, that's something I might revisit. Yeah, you that's know, a little too too adult. Yeah. To, to rope the daughters in yet, but before we get out of here, I do I did mention earlier um, that we are. Uh, going to be playing some tunes on the After Dark, and uh, we are going to try and economize the After Dark as well for our patrons' listening pleasure. <laughs> yeah, so, you know we, to, you know we went thirteen songs last. <laughs> yeah, we just couldn't help ourselves, so we're gonna try and cut it off at like eight songs. So we'll see how that goes. But I did want to encourage uh, anyone who enjoys this pod, um, no matter what length it may be. Um, that you can go to oldwaver.com and click on premium, or you can go to patreon.com and look up HTWOW and become a patron. And for as little as $5 a month, you can uh, listen to fantastic content like this. On budget, or do you have a boat already in mind? If you were going to get a boat, if, you, if money was no object, I'd what like would to see the boat? piece of land first. You like, want, what you are want, we talking you want about? to know where you're launching that boat? What's the dock look like? Where am I launching it? It's it's whatever dock in whatever part of the world you want to you want it to be. Well, Dave, where do you want it to be? If it no, was, I, if it was going to be so a lake question. boat, if you're going to get a lake boat, what would you be? Is it a tracker? You going to get tracker? Pontoon? You going to get tracker? Double decker pontoon with a slide. They got slides on boats. Yeah, bro. You can put a slide wherever you want. I'm just kidding, man. I like triple slide or quadruple slide. All right, so... He's not going to tell us what kind of boat he Well, wants, he's about so to buy a double-decker pontoon well, boat that, with a slide at that, Lake Louisville. Does a boat with four slides exist that can function as a general boat, a that's, day-to-day that's boat? That's definitely one of those pontoon boats is the slide boat, right? A day-to-day boat? What is? I want a day-to-day. Not a houseboat? I want a day-to-day boat. Has anyone With ever boat to boated a one of those pontoon like the you know those boats? I've never seen a pontoon boat going boat to boat. That's a big boat. That's a, a boat to boat is always like the lake yachts. Like a bass. No, it's not even the bass boats. It's like the lake yachts. It's like the I don't know. 75 footers. I have no idea how big they 75 are. 75 footers. I'm guessing. I'm, I'm guessing. Jesus. I have no idea. A bus is 35 feet. Okay, maybe maybe 45 feet. I don't know. 
Golly, this is the best conversation we've ever had. <laughs> You've seen, you have seen the giant obnoxious boats on Lake Louisville. I just want Taylor no, to no, get a boat. No pontoon has ever sidled up in the middle of those. Well, what are the party boats called? Are those not pontoon boats? Well, Toby, I heard about boats from you initially in my life, so I want you to tell me about your boat history. Well, is that a party boat? Is the pontoon yes. boat that they're flat and yeah. they have pontoon on either side? Sure. Yeah, yeah it's it's two uh, you know things on either side. And, uh, it's all flat. It's a couple floaties in a net. Yeah. You can maybe bring behind you like a kneeboard or a tube, but you're not skiing behind a party yeah, you boat. You can't get fast enough for skis, bro. But you can tube behind. Yeah. yeah. But you can't. So what you're you saying is... If you got skis on, you cannot get up. You can't get up. You can't get up. Especially slalom, you can't get up. But what I'm asking you, so you've never seen a party boat tied <laughs> boat to boat. No. A party boat. Well, I mean, maybe I've seen two random party boats tied up boat to boat. But if you're talking about party cove, I have never seen a pontoon boat going boat to boat. But a party boat is a pontoon boat. Well, a party boat people, can be any any boat, guys. That's any boat that you're partying on. Let's be Science real about that. is hard, first of all. Awesome stuff. <laughs> yeah, we were um, we were in a special place last month. That yeah. was the that was the after Mike Reiner post party. Yeah, my favorite part is at the end when you say, um, "Man, we were drunk tonight, but I don't think we were as bad as last time." And I went, "No, nah, we're good. <laughs> we're totally good." <laughs> oh man, Jesus, dude! It's we see, always the problem we is, always. When you we get underestimate tanked. how drunk we are when we underestimate how much we're talking. That's the problem. We're trying to we're trying to grow here <laughs> as, as we uh, round the corner to the end of trying to do right by you the listener and uh trying to make toby's life a little bit easier so thank you for listening and please become a patron listen to the after dark the end nice work dave